sometimes your soulmate is not the man you marry. For this season's episode 4, we'll find three people being played by the three spinners of fate. Will they be able to make the right choice? Maybe it's his brown soulful eyes. Maybe it's his familiar rock-solid body pressed into mine. Maybe it's a spicy minty breath. Maybe it's the golden glow of the dying sun. Maybe it's the cool sea breeze that gave my hands the impulse to reach out and run my fingers on his hair as he kissed me. Am I making a mistake kissing him back when the control I held on slipped away into nothingness? Is it a sin to want this so much? Yes, it's definitely a sin. Just my sin, because I'm married and he isn't. I don't know when everything got out of hand. I never thought that what happened three months ago will lead into this mess that we're in. Behind my closed eyes, my brain played the scene of that fateful day when my heart started to crumble, and with it, my marriage. At 6 a.m., Heroes is packed. Students and teachers are chatting, sipping coffee, and eating their breakfast. For me, this is just another uneventful day of checking task papers and completing pending reports. Eating my breakfast alone feels so natural. It has been a half a year now. My engineer husband, Paul, has been busy after landing a big project six months ago. He goes to work every day at 5.30 in the morning to avoid the traffic and comes home by 10 at night when I'm about to sleep. I sigh, sip my coffee, and stare at the school gate just in front of this place. I am unconsciously tapping my fingers to the slow beat of Patty Smite's Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. Humming a little to the familiar song, I heard the bells above the cafe's door tinkle. I stop and stare at the person who comes in just like everyone else. I feel stares gradually dissipate as some lose interest. However, mine didn't. Instead, it peculiar into something else. Wonder, I guess, because I think I knew him. Surprise, because I know that miracles don't always happen. Anger, because if I think he is who he is, then I have made the biggest mistake of my life. I can feel all my blood drain from my face as he limply walks towards my direction. With every step he takes, this apparition becomes a reality. Black leather jacket with white undershirt paired with a faded ripped jeans, dark ruffled hair, a strong jaw, a decent nose, and brown eyes. Brown eyes are now boring into mine. A pair of brown eyes, a sunset, 
a little boy and a girl, a memory so close it surfaced easily. I will marry you, Caroline, he said with a shy smile. I'm so stunned. I don't know what to say. Stalling, I studied his flushed, chubby cheeks and brown, hopeful eyes. Carter, you're just 12 years old. You're too young, I replied. Not now, but I will once we grow up. You think you'd still grow up? I laughed. What can I do? I love bullying him because I'm taller than him. He punched my shoulder playfully. I promise once we grow up, I'll be taller than you. Promises, promises. They're made to be broken. So pessimistic. Sometimes I wonder what kind of food your mother ate when she conceived you. It must have affected your perspective on life, he chuckled heartily. But it's true, I protested. Which one? Your mantra about promises or that indeed your mother's choice of food did mess up that little brain of yours? We laughed together. This is what's nice about us. Everything's light. We're so comfortable, we get each other's humor. Well, Carter, you keep your promise and then I will believe the optimistic side of life. I grinned and he showed me a thumbs up. Looking at him now is like a delusion. I must be really crazy for seeing dead people or maybe I need some smudging to lure away bad spirits. No, he's not bad. He's indeed a good one. I think again. He's bad. No. He's worse. He disappeared on me. He was missing in action for years and now he's standing so close like Apollo in the flesh. And just like that, the emotions I felt, misery, anger, relief, happiness, and regret erupted within my core and brought hot tears in my eyes. My shoulders shook as sobs racked my body. What have I done? Two strong arms pulled me up from my chair and before I knew it, Carter is ushering me out the coffee shop with one arm on my shoulder and another carrying all my things. I was aware of the eyes following us out the door, but I give no heed because this is my life and I'm allowed to feel what I think I need to feel. Hey, it's okay I'm here, he could. I just sobbed on his chest, dampening his undershirt with my tears. I let my emotions take me away to the place where everything I feel is the only thing that matters. It's not okay. It's never okay. He never said a word and I don't want him to say anything because up until two years ago, words, his words, don't matter anymore. I feel guilty punishing my pen beating it against the table with rhythm even Eminem can't rap with. I throw it to the wall and wish it dead as my heart. How can I be so stupid? Of course he's alive because the military never declared him dead, just missing. Why didn't I wait for him? 
Why do I have to marry so early? I keep replaying our conversation after crying and allowing him to talk without interruption. I never died, Caroline. I was just presumed dead. I was taken as a prisoner and tortured by the rebels for years. They're hoping to know about something that I thankfully didn't know about, but without that knowledge, made it very painful. I can see tears streaming through his eyes which he tries to subdue. They tortured me night and day, breaking all bones in my body, ripped away every nail I have. They tried drowning me to make me talk about anything that might be helpful with their intel. I was starved half to death and had never bathed. Made it through just by thinking of you. I always go back to my memories of you. The way you smile, walk, talk, eat, and laugh. Your quick remarks and unbelievable wit. He looked at me and I saw the love in his eyes. One night, I was so tired I felt like dying. This was after the routine drowning and beating that I almost gave up. I was asking God to just let me die asking him why he wouldn't let me die. I was delirious but I remembered how you looked so lovely in a wedding gown as you walked down the aisle with your father by your side. You were walking towards me and you said, Wake up, Carter. You need to wake up. And I did. From that moment on, I endured all the pain because I knew for sure that you were waiting for me. Fresh tears sprang from my eyes, imagining all the pain and trauma he had endured. That explained the limp that he's sporting. They tried to break me, Caroline, and I did, physically. You see, my modeling days are over. He smiled and I did, just like the old times. But they failed to break my mind. I didn't let them. I nodded and bit my lip. Battling myself with the need to be honest, I reached out and touched his chest where his steady heart is beating. How about this, Carter? He looked at my hand on his chest, and as if reading his mind, I answered, What if this is broken? Would you still have a reason to live? He sits still as a cat about to pounce. Under my palm, I can feel his heart beating fast. Carter... I'm married. A knock on the door snapped me out of my memory. A peak of brown hair made it through the door followed by a pair of smoky black eyes. Hey gorgeous, my husband greeted walking towards me. Hey to you too, handsome, I smiled, but I know it didn't reach my eyes. As if sensing my troubled thoughts, he walked around the table where I'm sitting on the office chair and massaged my shoulders. Trouble in paradise, huh? I can feel my body relaxing under his expert hands. Shaking my head, I just replied, Nah, I'm just bombarded with all the paperwork and reports. I looked at him and smiled. This time, it's genuine. How about you, honey? How's your day? It's great, the project's smooth sailing and I think we'll finish it ahead of time. I nodded. A few moments passed and I'm at a loss of words. I was so distracted of thoughts about Carter that I was startled when Paul kissed me on the cheek. Must have caught my surprised reaction that he gave me a funny look. Are you sure that you're okay? He asked again, 
eyes boring to mine. Yes, why would I not be? I stammered. All right, well, I guess it's time for bed, he announced with a sing-song voice. You go ahead, I'll be right behind you, he thumbs up. I watched him walk towards the door as lithe as a cat. How Carter and Paul were so different, but somewhat alike at the same time. Oh, honey, he stopped at the door and looked back. You've got mail. He rummaged through his jacket pocket and produced a white envelope. From who is that? I asked curiously. Let me see. He flipped the envelope on the side where the name is written and said, Carter Regalia, do you know him? Of course I do. He's my best friend, the first man in my life, I thought, but never voiced it out. Instead, I answered, Yes, he's a friend of mine. Saturday means laundry day. This also means I have the time to think things through, abandoning all thoughts about work. As my hands were sorting the clothes by color, my thoughts flew out the window. Going back to the day, I met Carter at the coffee shop. He dumbfounded when I dropped the married bomb on him. His mouth hanged open. Eyes popped out of the sockets that I thought he would transform into a windigo. Few minutes passed before he released a deep breath and recovered from the shock. I thought your parents told you or even one of your friends. He just stared at his hands which were resting on his lap. Nobody told me. I watched as he clenched and unclenched his hands, a gesture I was so familiar of. He always does this when he is anxious, uncomfortable, or angry. Maybe they just want me to find it out myself, he added. Or it might be that they thought of withholding the information until they're sure that you can cope with it. He just nodded, meaning he agreed with me. I felt so uncomfortable that I was starting to wring my hands. Sensing this, he held my hands and laced his fingers to mine. Carter, I should have waited for you, I said, voice filled with regret. He shook his head. No, I totally understand. We didn't know if I'm dead or alive and it'll be a waste if you'd never got married. You're gorgeous and perfect. He paused and added. Your husband is a very lucky man. What can I say to that? At the loss of words, we let silence to ensue. Only our breathing and beating hearts filled our ears. We hold on to each other's hands, willing for this moment to last. I sighed and focused on sorting the clothes again. White, red, blue... Pants, shorts, dresses, long sleeve. My hands stilled as I studied Paul's work clothes. A red stain is visible on its collar. I looked closer and scratched it. Instead of coming off, it blooded. I brought it to my nose and sniffed. A vanillish scent invaded my nose. It's not only coming off from the stain, but the entirety of the white button-down shirt. I have this gut-wrenching suspicion of Paul cheating on me. He knew better than to wear a vanilla-scented perfume since I loathed the smell, 
and I'm a lip tint and lip gloss wearing woman that the kind wears red lipstick. As if in a dream, I folded the shirt, went out the door, and climbed the stairs into our bedroom. Feeling numb and out of my mind, I started changing clothes because no one can explain this better than Paul. Watch out for this Tales Part 2 next week and check out our bonus episode. If you like the story, please click on the subscribe button for you to be updated with our new episodes every week. And if you want to know more about the story behind each story, please visit us on YouTube at Weaver of Tales podcast videos. For story submissions, you can email them to Weaver of Tales podcast at gmail.com or you can visit our Facebook page, Weaver of Tales podcast, and our Instagram account. That concludes our week. Thank you so much. Have a happy weekend and good night. Hey, if you're new to this channel, please click the subscribe button for you to be able to be updated of our latest episodes. Last week on The Right Choice. I have this gut-wrenching suspicion of Paul cheating on me. He knew better than to wear a vanilla-scented perfume since I loathe the smell, and I'm a lip tint and lip gloss-wearing woman, not the kind who wears red lipstick. As if in a dream, I folded the shirt, went out the door, and climbed the stairs into our bedroom. Feeling numb and out of my mind, I started changing clothes because no one can explain this better than Paul. The drive to Paul's office went by in a blur. Usually, I enjoy the scenes and sceneries when I drive down this way. The colorful houses, flowers displayed by the sidewalk, and people's faces always amuse me, but not today. It's kind of funny how I never felt anything. Is it because I thought of my husband so highly that in my mind he's incapable of doing such a thing? Is it because I'm holding on to the possibility of a rational explanation? Or is it because I have accepted the fact that he's cheating and I don't care anymore? With these thoughts running inside my head, I parked the car in front of the office and began with the excruciating walk inside. I was never the kind of wife who paid a surprise visit to her husband because there's no point doing that when you trusted him so much. But now, I found myself scanning the room full of engineers looking for his office. When my eyes saw his name on one of the offices, I walked confidently towards it, only to be stopped by his secretary. Mrs. Sullivan? she asked with uncertainty. I nodded and offered. Just call me Caroline. Is Paul inside his office? She bit her lip and looked at her watch. 
He's on lunch, but he'll be back in about 20 minutes. Would you like to wait? No, I don't have time to wait. Okay, I'll text him right now to let you know that... I mean, to let him know that you're here, she stammered. My forefinger shut up as warning. Don't contact him. Just tell me where he's taking his lunch. The look of guilt and uncertainty on her face never escaped me. Look, Caroline, you don't want to disturb him in the middle of a lunch meeting with a client, she offered. What's so important that he cannot spare a minute to get out of the meeting for his wife, I retorted. I'm feeling my patience slipping away every passing minute. Here's the thing, what's your name? She bit her lip again before replying. Jillian, ma'am. Here's the thing, Jillian. I know that you know what my husband's whereabouts are, and I don't blame you when you try to protect him. He's your boss, and you think that you owe him your loyalty. But as a woman, you know what he's doing is not right. Some people were now aware of the commotion, so I said in a soft voice, You owe me more as a woman than you owe my cheating husband. The reaction on her face made every doubt disappear and with that, my trust to the man I married. Quickly, she tore a sheet of paper and wrote something. She handed it to me and said, This is where he is right now. Written on it was the name of the restaurant and its address. Thanks, I said, and walked back to the door. Caroline? I looked back and she said, I'm so sorry. I just gave her a small smile and walked out. The unfeelingness backfired and now all my nerves were on fire as I watched Paul talk so animatedly to the woman sitting in front of him through the glass wall. By the looks of it, they're almost done with their lunch, so I decided to just remain inside my car and wait for them outside. I've had enough drama for the day and the least I needed is a confrontation inside that fancy restaurant. I watched as my husband paid for the bill, walked behind a woman's chair and assisted her to stand. They walked hand in hand towards a door with his hands on her back. Standing on the top step, she reached for him and to my horror, kissed him on the lips. A switch flipped inside me, screaming, bloody murder. I opened the car door, his white buttoned shirt on my right hand, and walked to where they are still wrapped up in each other's arms and stopped in front of him. Oblivious to the daggers, my eyes were shooting at them. They leisurely released each other and started down the stairs. When he looked up, the smile on his face froze. He looked shocked. So tell me, do all your meetings always end up with a French kiss and a lipstick on your shirt? I asked, sarcasm dripping in every word I said. I enjoyed watching him squirm, looking at me and back to the woman beside him. He opened his mouth but closed it. I can see wheels turn. It's Sunday and I'm sitting on my desk crying my heart out. Paul called our parents and confessed what he had done and apologized. He explained to me why he did it. He even kneeled in front of me with tears streaming down his face, asking for forgiveness. 
I brushed him off and ran inside this room and locked it. The banging on the door has now stopped. Maybe he knew that I will not open the door for him this time. Drying my tears, I touched the envelope sitting on my table. There's only one person that I want to see right now. I reached for the phone, dialed his number, and when Carter's baritone voice came through, I said with a forced smile on my voice, Let's make use of these tickets you bought. Let's go to Barcelona. Carter, I planted my hands on his chest and pushed him, giving us space. This is wrong. I mean, this feels right in every way, but it's wrong. Do you get what I mean? He looked at me with those big brown eyes. I know what you mean, he smiled sadly. I just want to make you feel that you are beautiful, loved, and respected. Something that Paul neglected to make you feel. His finger touched my face and he added, This right here is the one I needed. It's just funny that this person's husband doesn't see what he's missing. My hands reached out for his and I asked, How can you say that to me when I have betrayed your trust? He shook his head. No, you've never betrayed me. The thing is, you've just been true to yourself, and with that, I'm happy. He sat down on the sand and motioned for me to do the same. His arm went around my shoulders while the other one drew circles on my arm. Looking at the sunset in front of the ocean with Carter, I felt complete. He's a constant in my life. We are like salt and water. Where salt goes, water follows. This is until he went missing. Now he's back. We can rekindle the romance that we had, but thoughts of Paul's face always enter my mind. I'm torn between my past love and my present love. I stopped at that thought. Carter is my past, and Paul is my present. I love them both, but my heart knows who to choose. I looked at Carter, brown hair dancing with the wind big brown eyes appreciating the horizon, strong thin lips stretched in a smile revealing white straight teeth. I captured this moment in my mind's eye because this might be the last time that I will be close to him like this. Feeling my eyes on him, he turned to me and chuckled. Do you like what you see? He asked. I can feel myself blushing. You've chosen him, he said with certainty. And you should choose him, not because he's your husband, but because you love him more than you loved me. But he cheated on me. Men cheat all the time, Caroline. So now you're taking his side. How dare you? I punched him on the arm. He just laughed and ruffled my hair. Hear me out before you judge, okay? I sighed and nodded. Men are not as complex as women. With us men, what you see is what you get. Sadly, women don't get that and vice versa. Now, cheating is not a good thing, but there are reasons why people cheat. Can you think of possible reasons? I nod on my lip before saying, Familiarity? I looked at him, now my eyes and mind open. Being comfortable with each other is good. But too much of it makes the relationship boring. He nodded. That's true. What else? 
time plays an important role as well. I realize that we don't spend a lot of time with each other lately. We don't do things together anymore. Anything else? I stopped, looked at the horizon, and guiltily said, For my part, I might not have cheated on Paul the way he did with me, but I cheated on him with my thoughts of you. My gaze turned back to him and he simply nodded his head. Even though I was married to him, half of my heart still belonged to you. Realization hit us both that we let a long moment to pass lost in our thoughts. Carter broke the silence saying, Yes, our lost love held you back from giving everything to him and he felt it. I agreed. He smiled at me and I smiled back. We both know that our chapter has ended and this time my marriage's chapter will truly start. What is that? Paul looked into the invitation letter on my hand. Carter's inviting us for his ordination next week, I said, smiling. Really? Am I invited? I know he's kind of pissed off of me. He embraced me from behind and planted a soft kiss on my neck. Of course, Carter's a good man and he forgives easily. I can still remember the scolding he gave me after you two went home from Spain that really scared me. Oh yeah? I asked, unbelieving. You have no idea how scared I was when he threatened to castrate me if I hurt you again. And now that he's one of the holy ones, are you still afraid of him? He laughed. There's no need to be afraid of him because I'm more afraid of you. I elbowed him in their ribs. He winced and I laughed. You should. He nodded. Is it possible to have the priest who did the christening right to be listed as a godfather? He asked out of nowhere. I shrugged. Maybe? Why have you asked? I think it's good to have Carter christen Stella next month and be also listed as her godfather. Well, honey, you're a genius, he said, drawing me near. Our lips locked and with it our hearts melted into one. I know that for marriage to work, love is not enough. There should always be commitment, respect, understanding, and time for it to work. As I kissed my husband back, all my worries and doubt vanished because I know that I made the right choice. If you like the story, please click on the subscribe button for you to be updated with our new episodes every week. And if you want to know more about the story behind each story, please visit us on YouTube at Weaver of Tales Podcast Videos. For story submissions, you can email them to weaveroftalespodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our Facebook page, Weaver of Tales Podcast, and our Instagram account. That concludes our week. Thank you so much. Have a happy weekend and good night.